This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling. You just blew your mind. It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Hour number two, as I said a moment ago, as we ended hour one. Ron Fleming joining us now, author of Wuhan Unleashed, the true story of bioweapons and the start of the pandemic. Ron, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. I know Charlie, uh, my engineer, you know, sort of filled you in on our last hour and what we do every single Thursday. And I wanted you on specifically to tie into what we just talked about for the last hour, because we did get into a little bit of this. And I knew your book would be right there with what we just got done talking about. So thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. All right. First of all, before we get into the book, give us your background and sort of what led into the book itself. Okay, yeah, I used to work for the U.S. Foreign Commercial Service as a trade representative. I worked at the Brazil South American desk for quite a while, then transferred to the medical desk, uh, eventually transferring over to the California Office of Export Administration, where I initiated the procurement desk for overseas buyers. And, uh, yeah, from there, eventually I got uh, invited over from, from the Hong Kong embassies to the uh, Hong Kong handover in the ceremony. Um, when British handed over Hong Kong to China. Okay. So you you have some background in that area is what I'm getting at, correct? Oh, yes, sir. All right. So what is, and again, I know you've got an entire book dedicated to this, and we've, we've got a little time here to sort of you know, unpack this, if you would. What's your thoughts on what happened in the Wuhan lab itself? Okay. Um, basically... I personally believe that it was, you can't really tell if it's accidental or intentional. However, when we went, when we were over there, uh, they had an outbreak at the time. It was a hog virus. And we had traced that back to the Wuhan uh, lab. And that's where we decided, hey, I think that um, they're actually working with gain-of-function research at that time. And that was where the suspicion came in for myself, that they had technology that seemed to be uh breaking edge, which I, I didn't even think they had at that time. Okay. And when you say at that time, what, what are we talking time frame-wise? Uh, that was back in 1998, or 97, okay. 98. Okay, so and, uh, and there's, there's some testimony out from uh, David Martin, Dr. David Martin. He's not a medical doctor, as you know, but he's got a Ph.D., and there's some testimony that was just put up on YouTube a couple of days ago that, by the way, Ron, verifies and walks along exactly the same thing you're talking about. So so the things that he mentions in that testimony over in Britain are the exact same things you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Actually, I just um, caught up with David Martin not too long ago and started reading up on his stuff, and it was quite interesting because it was so overlapping. Yes. And I had the same premise because we, we stumbled across what was a hog virus. We had been updated by the... Um, uh, Hong Kong Embassy, um, the U.S. Embassy out of Hong Kong, and as well as the British Embassy, uh, uh, letting us know that there was a virus, and it was unknown at that time. And then it comes back to being the Nipah virus, which is part of uh, a COVID virus. It's the, sa- it's the same virus, okay. basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, we, in the last hour, and I've got a great friend of mine, Steve House, who really was kind of instrumental in helping me in my program and bringing in Dr. Kelly Victory, who's really been outstanding in really, if you would, getting the truth out when it came to everything, COVID, all of what we went through and so on. And as it, as of course it's turning out, Ron, uh, her, I, and, and um, uh, Steve House have been pretty spot on with all of our predictions throughout the entire, entire COVID thing. And one of the things we just talked about 
in the last hour, and I'm a big believer in this. I know Steve House, and she's, she's the same on this, is that this thing was not released on accident. I believe the Chinese released it on purpose. I also am one that this is not tinfoil hat wearing things at all. I just know that the president we had when this was released was not friendly to China. The current president, of course, China has him in their back, in his, in their back pocket. You look at all the money laundering things that have gone on with Hunter Biden. All that's bearing fruit now. It's all coming to light. It's all very true, by the way, and very factual. There's literally documentation on the money that's come from not only Ukraine but China. I, for one, believe that they wanted to release this on purpose at that time, whether it was done being developed or not. I have no idea. But I truly believe they wanted to affect the 2020 elections with that virus, and they did. Well, personally, I think two things happened there, because a lot of people forget there was the Hong Kong uprising at that time. True. They had two million people in the True. streets, and they were having problems controlling that. Plus, uh, as you said, they were being undermined by us. There was trade agreements all yep. over the world. That's right. Strong. And they had never been put in this predicament, and... Um, They've always controlled the situation, and I, I think that's why it's hard yep. to tell. But, yeah, I do believe the further you look into it, it may have been intentional release to control the situation in Hong Kong sure. and possibly help out, you know, uh, well, you know, yeah, Ron, and, and by the way, thank you for that. I hadn't really thought about that part of it in all of this as well. But to your point, they, they basically, in my opinion, they got a twofer out of this deal. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it worked out for them in so many manners, yep. and um, I think that they've been at this for quite some time, probably the last 20 years. It's it's not yes. something that they, just, they, they figured out overnight. They've been working on... See, I, I, the part I don't understand in myself is what brought us over to the Wuhan Institute and studied with them, where they... Because Obama outlawed us doing it here in the U.S., that's why. Right, and, and then they set up shop overseas, that's right. right? That's right. And, and it's like... It, it was sort of a natural, I guess, natural fit, if you would. Now, why would we go to one of our, quote-unquote, direct enemies to do this? I think because it, frankly, they had the technology and the ability to work with us, and we could secretly do it there uh, outside of, you know, basically, we, we, you know, NIH, they cheated. I, mean, I don't know how else to say it, Ron. They cheated. They did things that were completely illegal. They were working on bioweapons, which, again, was completely against the law. These guys, frankly, ought to be tried for treason, and Fauci should be in jail right now, period. Well, absolutely. That's the feeling I get. And uh, it's the same with the Nipah virus. Um, Peter Dusak actually investigated the virus, and then the word was he was infatuated with the virus. I'm, I'm assuming at that time, when he was observing the virus, that he, he noticed that they were doing gain of research on that virus at uh, you know, that particular time. Okay. And that's what drove him over there. And, and, and the, other, the other thing that you'll learn from this testimony, uh, you know, David Martin gave is we've been working on essentially bioweapons, especially things involving COVID from the 60s. Now, that all got ramped up, as you said, in the 90s, and it's just continued to progress and progress and progress. Keep in mind, the first patent that came out for a antidote or for a vaccine against a virus like that was back in 1990. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, and then another one came out right before the COVID um, outbreak, and that That's was right. by, uh, yeah, the Chinese Communist Party of that military scientist of theirs. That's right. Applied for a patent, and they, right. they tossed him off the roof there, so... Yeah, we will know what happened now. Not that, and I think you know. Again, you you can tell me whether I'm wrong in this, but I think the other reason we went to China to partner up on this, if you would, is a the things that you just got done saying. We knew that we could partner with somebody that if something did leak out and didn't happen the way that it was supposed to, those people just end up disappearing. They're gone. They're 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 not around anymore. By the way, you can't do that in the United States. In other words, whistleblowing in China doesn't really work because you end up dead. And frankly, Ron, I feel like Fauci knew that. That's why he went there. Yeah, I believe they have free reign over there. And, That's right. Uh, yeah, and I think basically they got into bed with each other, and either way you went, if you, you know, if one gave it up on the other, it would just come back to Fauci, or or it would come back to uh, the Chinese. So. It's a, it's a no lose situation for, in my opinion, both those parties. Now, exactly, I say that. 
I do know, and people are going to correct me and say, well, yeah, but the Chinese did lose some. They actually, their economy right now is not doing great. And a lot of that can be attributed to the shutdowns they had going on in China and so on. And I get that, Ron, but on the same token, they're they're good at playing the long game. Now, they've got their own internal problems, no doubt, and I've said that now on this program for quite some time. You're not hearing that anywhere else, by the way. Everybody else props up China to be this great economic powerhouse. They've got problems at home, and some of this has to do with what you're talking about in regards to Taiwan, Singapore, things like that. They've got issues there, plus they've got their own economic issues, but they play the long game very well. Oh, Absolutely. They've been playing this game for, uh, I'd say, 20 years. I've never seen anybody so get so upset with Taiwan than these Chinese, and uh, that goes back oh, yep. millennia, Yeah. right? Yes. And uh, that, that's not going to stop, as far as I'm concerned. And um, I, I don't think, think it like stops, Ron, until they take back Taiwan in the way they want it taken back, and... For those of you that don't understand that, go read about it, and you know what I mean by that, Ron. You know what I mean exactly by that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're happy till they have it back. Oh, no. They, they will not stop. And it's, it's something when I, when I observed it 20 years ago, they completely lose their minds and perspective when it comes to China, or when it comes to Taiwan. And I've never seen anything. They lose their composure and, and go completely up just over like a, a little flag on a brochure. And this was um, when we were having a, it was the first delegation over here. They wanted us to pick up all the brochures. And this was a Disneyland with, with 20 other countries, right? Wow. And you're like, wow, it's just a flag. There's 20 other countries on, on this brochure. And they were going to go home. And they were screaming and yelling. And it, it, they just get out of control. And you're like, wow, it, it, it's amazing, to be honest with you. All right. How do folks find the book, Ron? Oh, they can find it on Amazon at this point. Okay. Easy enough. So Amazon.com. And again, folks, those of you listening uh, or those of you that are tuning in and maybe somebody even listening back in on one of the, the you know podcast records that we have as well, Wuhan Unleashed, the true story of bioweapons and the start of the pandemic. Ron Fleming, of course, is our guest. He is the author of, and I again, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to give up anything that's in the book because I want people to read the book. But I, I get enough, and uh, get enough feeling from you, Ron, that you feel like I this was not uh, I, this was not an accident. This was an on purpose release. Yeah, that's kind of where I lead to at the end of the day that it was intentional to slow down um, the uprising that they had uh, in 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 Hong Kong, and also it was starting to begin to crack inside China. Yeah. And with the um, the zero COVID policy, it made it simple for them to lock down everything. Yep. Yep. And everybody's focus at that time was on their own country. So it didn't matter what happened within China. Nobody really cared at that point. That's right. Ron, appreciate you very much. Thanks for that. Thanks for the book. We'll send people to buy it and learn more. And again, appreciate you joining us, sir. Yeah, it was an honor speaking with You're you. You're very today. welcome, Ron. Appreciate it very much. Thanks for being with us. And Affordable Interest Mortgage is next, folks. Anything you need when it comes to your mortgage, give Kurt a call today. He's going to join me here at 5 o'clock as well. Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-8. Oh, you, okay, need a few more? Oh, 10 more seconds, Charlie said. Okay, I can talk to you 10 more seconds. Uh, at, at 5 o'clock again, Kurt's going to join us. And keep in mind, if you've got a question for Kurt, you can call in directly then. You can text me a question ahead of time. We're going to talk about the housing market, what's going on in the mortgage world, interest rates, where are they headed, what's the Fed potentially going to do a week from now. None of us have a crystal ball, but we'll look at some of those things as well. And affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. 
If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Quiet, cool system. Find out how that would work inside your home. Call Absolute today. Find them at klzradio.com. Your air conditioner is costing you a fortune, and Denver is the perfect climate for quiet, cool, attic, and whole house technology so you can save money and enjoy a cool home. Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is now your source for quiet, cool technology. With a quiet, cool whole house or attic fan, you can use the cool evenings and mornings to your advantage by pulling the cool air in and pushing the hot air out, giving you a lower baseline temperature to start with and ensuring that your expensive air conditioner isn't doing all the work. The U.S. Department of Energy calls quiet, cool fans the most cost-efficient way to cool any home. Don't sweat your way through the summer this year or pay a fortune to run your air conditioner. Get a quiet, cool attic or whole house fan installed with Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air today. KLZ listeners can save $300 on a quiet, cool installation. Just go to klzradio.com absolute and fill out the short form. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air. All your plumbing needs, one-stop shopping, call High Five, whatever you have, whether it's outside, inside, drainage, fresh water, you name it, High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing will help you keep your basement flood-free with the right sump pump solutions. High Five can save you from water damage and costly foundation repairs. A sump pump replacement isn't an expensive fix, but putting it off can lead to more expensive repairs like flooring, walls, and mold damage. Basement flooding can also lead to eroded foundations or even cause your house to shift. With increased rainfall, sometimes it's necessary to install a second pump to handle the extra water volume. It's hard to tell if the pump is working on your own, so have High Five come out and take a look for you. As a valued KLZ listener, you'll enjoy a waived service call fee and $50 off the repair for a $100 total discount. So call High Five today at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing to schedule your visit. Setbacks, resolve, no need to worry at all. Call High Five for this. Call High Five If you've been thinking about doing a remodel at home, kitchen, bath, basement, a full addition, you name it, Premier Home Remodels can help you with any and all of that, and they'll work with you from beginning to end. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels will customize your home so you can remain in it and grow comfortably for years to come. With their creative expert team, Premier can design the features needed or add the extra space to your home, making it more suitable for your family and safe for you to age in place. They're experienced in retrofitting homes, meeting all your needs now while ensuring you are prepared for the future. Premier Home Remodels will help you design the right changes to accommodate your entire family. And with Premier's years of construction and design experience, they know how to make the aging in place transition just the way you want it. They want you to have a home you'll be excited to live in. Let Premier help you today. Receive 10% off your remodel this month with Premier. Go to klzradio.com slash remodel and let Premier turn your home into the ideal home for you now and in the future. Putting reason into your afternoon drive, this is John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. I do appreciate it very much. Don't forget, Kurt Rogers will be joining us at 5 o'clock. We're going to talk about the mortgage world, what's going on with housing, where do where are things headed, when's the time to buy, what do first-time home buyers do. If you're a vet, how does that work as far as a VA? We've got all sorts of things we'll cover at the bottom of the hour here in about five minutes. Eric Peters is going to join us, and we're going to talk about uh, your wife-enabled smart car is spying on you. And who's going to stop them? We'll talk about that here in just a few minutes as well. Before that, talked about Jason Aldean a little bit yesterday. Even played his song, which was released in May. So it's not like it was just yesterday. And he's taking all sorts of flack over it. And a lot of you have seen that. And it's becoming bigger and bigger on social media. To the point that Jason's song, as of Tuesday night, 
I didn't know this yesterday. I should have checked, but I don't know if the numbers were out yet to even know that. But as of Tuesday is the number one song on the charts. So, CMT, Country Music Television, all they did by banning his video was help his song become number one on the charts. They thought they were going to be woke and I guess avoid all of the flack that they may have gotten from allowing it to play, but in turn what they did was they made his song, and him, by the way, even more popular than he once was. I'm guessing not the answer they were probably looking for. So, yeah, Jason Aldean's song went number one. I played a good portion of that song yesterday, about half of it. You can listen to it yourself, and it's very, very easy to find right now because literally it is being um, publicized, I guess is the best way to say it, or, or, or shared all over social media. You can't miss it. If you go anywhere, Facebook, you name it, you're going to find it. It's out there, Instagram, wherever, YouTube even, you'll find it. It's not hard to find. Again, to the point that it's now number one. Now, when I say number one, it's not only that it's the most listened to, but I believe right now it's the most downloaded iTunes song out there as well. Partly what's making it number one. So people are not just getting it on YouTube and watching it and listening. They are buying the song, downloading it, paying for it, whatever it is, a buck ninety nine or ninety nine cents or whatever it is, I don't even know anymore. But they're paying for the song and they're buying it, making it the most downloaded iTunes song right now, which again just pokes the eye of CMT when it's all said and done. This is the opposite of what happened to Bud Light, Target, and some others. <laughs> again, the powers that be I guess don't really understand that conservatives speak with their wallets. Conservatives speak with their wallets. Now, I'm not saying conservatives have more money than the other side. That's not what I'm getting at at all. But unlike the other side, we do have money to spend, and we spend it. And we spend it wisely. And in this case, they spend it wisely enough to make Jason Aldean's song number one. And I played the song yesterday. In fact, I would play it every day. There's nothing in that song that promotes violence. I said it yesterday. Actually, the opposite. What it's saying is, don't let your inner city crap come out to the small town because we won't allow it. The gangs, the shooting, the mugging, the carjackings, all of that nonsense that goes on, the burning of flags and so on, the stuff that happens inside inner cities, don't bring it out to small town America because we watch out for our own and we're not going to allow it. That's what the song says. Frankly, I'm lock, stock, and barrel with that song. Don't bring that here because it's not going to work. We won't allow it. I, I guess I'm trying to figure out CMT, country Music, television. Now, last I checked, the old saying used to be, if you play country music backwards, your wife, your dog, and your job comes back. That's the old, you know, funny part of country music. But really, country music is a lot of about regular folk. Let's face it. That's what it's about. And it's about, you know, losing relationships and people dying and different things happening and lots of ballads and so on, and that's what country music is about. Yes, it can get kind of rock and rollish and hip-hoppy and so on, but country music over the years has morphed, and I've listened to country music for a very, very long time, as you can tell, all, all the way back to you know Hank Williams Jr. and so on. So I've, I've, in a, And I, was, I grew up in a house where half of my family listened to and watched Hee Haw. Some of you may remember Hee Haw. That's my upbringing. Okay, so I'm pretty much just a redneck. And I can tell you that country music for years and years, and still is in my opinion, very down-to-earth country folk type people. So for CMT to really poke all of those people in the eye and say we're not going to allow this on our station, on our network, pretty stupid on their part, by the way. Again, Another company not understanding its customer base. Pretty stupid on their part. And in doing that, all they did was jettison Jason Aldean's song to number one. 
I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think Jason or them had anything to do with doing that and making it number one. CMT was stupid and just canceled it, and this is what they got in return. That's what I think happened. Big mistake on their part. Golden Eagle Financial, don't make a mistake in your finances, by the way. You want to do what's right and be able to move to the future when it comes to your personal retirement and finances. 303-744-1128 is how you find Al. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial is the coach you must have to prepare your retirement for any contingency. For more than 30 years, Al has seen retirement plans interrupted by the need for long-term care, sudden unexpected emergencies, divorce, or many other things that can stop you from enjoying your retirement. Al Smith knows that there's a 50% chance that you'll need long-term care at some point during your retirement and a 25% chance that the care will be for longer than a year and a half. These statistics are why Al works so hard to make sure that you're prepared for whatever comes your way. Al also knows that people often don't consider these events until it's too late to overcome them. Be informed and prepared for a successful, enjoyable retirement. Use Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Don't wait any longer. Schedule a short introduction at klzradio.com slash money to strategize your retirement dream. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Stream Auto Repair, folks, anything you need when it comes to your vehicle, give them a call today, 18-plus service base to service you, and they know your vehicle inside and out. They are literally the dealership alternative. Find them at klzradio.com. Summer is time for graduations, road trips, and car problems. You can rest easy because AAA certified Extreme Auto Repair offers free pre-trip vehicle inspections for you and your family's safety. During the spring and summer when temps fluctuate, the parts on your car expand and retract, making them lose grip on the parts to which they connect. This can mean that your vehicle may run fine on your way out of town, but you could be in big trouble down the road. Batteries lose charge in extreme hot or cold temps. Brakes can lose grip under the increased strain. Fluids can get backed up or coagulate. Belts, hoses, and the cooling system need inspected. Any number of other things could go wrong. Extreme Auto's ASE certified master mechanics will advise you on anything that they see that looks questionable and recommend fixes to you with no pressure or obligation to fix the problem there. An appointment is needed for the inspection, so head over to klzradio.com extreme or call them at 303-841-1071 to schedule yours today. <laughs> You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. All right, we are back. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Eric Peters joining us right now. He is, like myself, a very big uh, person when it comes to the automotive world. And I assume, Eric, you love the automotive world like I do. I've grown up in it. It's pretty much all I know. And how I ended up on radio, I have no idea, by the way. Mm -hmm. I know, kind of happened to me the same way. (laughs) Things just happen. What else can I say? Uh, Now... I, like you, uh, look at this whole data thing when it comes to the you know car world, probably the same way you do. And we are literally driving around, and I don't think people really realize this, but we are literally driving around in items that are collecting data on you, min- or really, nanosecond by nanosecond is probably the best way for me to say it, correct? Well, sure. And that's why you've heard the term, no doubt, about connected cars. And oh, yeah. they're constantly transmitting and receiving data. Now, this is not necessarily a bad thing. It's one of the ways that the manufacturers can, for example, obtain diagnostic information Correct. to help the vehicle be service and so on. And there's nothing at all wrong with that. The problem is that a lot of this data is being monetized, and it's being collected and used for purposes that most owners might not be comfortable with. And I think they ought to have the right to decide whether they want their data accessed by uh, parties other than, than other than themselves. I think that's really the crux of the matter here. Yeah, folks don't realize it. I explain this all the time, and I think my listeners finally do, but the reason why Tesla is as big of a name in the auto industry as it is is not because they build a great car, because, frankly, I don't think they do. Uh, Quality-wise, mm-hmm. there's other cars that are much more much more put together in a better way, I believe, than a Tesla, but they have the most data on drivers and have used that in the way that you're talking about, Eric. Elon Musk understands very much what that data means, and he has capitalized on that. 
Yep. And some of the manufacturers, I'm sure you've heard about General Motors talking about getting rid of the uh, you know, uh, Amazon, uh, uh, getting rid of uh, Google, uh, Android, and Apple CarPlay yep. uh, apps in their cars, using their own proprietary system over Correct. which they'll have the control. And, you know, they'll have access to that data. And, again, it's not something that you're given the opportunity to opt into, which is my preference. I think people should be given that uh, as opposed to being forced to uh, participate in this and, and have money made off of them, frankly, uh, by these third parties. They're not getting a check in the mail uh, for all the data that's being extracted from their vehicles. And Charlie just te- just sent me a message on my board saying, what model year did cars become connected? And Eric, I don't think there's a standard answer because a lot of companies have been working towards that more and more every year. But I think it's safe to say that we can go back to probably model year 2010 or even even before well, OnStar, for example, which has been around for a long time. It's been collecting data for quite some time now. Yeah, I was going to say, you could probably go back to the 90s. I yep. can't remember exactly. But OnStar all the way back, I think, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that was the first major automaker to put this, put this kind Telematics, of we called it back then. They weren't necessarily, quote-unquote, yeah. connected, but the telematics side of it is where that started. Yeah, and, you know, there's, there's also a creepy, creepy big brothery aspect to this as well, because they can monitor where you're driving, how fast you're driving, right. how you're driving, the places that you visit. You know, and that's kind of Orwellian. And, and I, you know, I don't I personally think that if you buy the car, it's your car. And that should include everything about it, including the data that's in the car. Correct. Now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you buy a Tesla, now it's not true with everybody else, but Tesla I know for sure, when you buy a Tesla, you're essentially signing some things at the time of purchase, much like when you buy a computer and you click the OK on the software agreement, which essentially yeah. means you're leasing the software in that particular laptop or that 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 desktop computer, whatever the you know whatever it is, Microsoft or 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 Mac, for example. You don't necessarily well, you don't own that software. You're essentially agreeing to use it under their terms. I believe Tesla has the same agreement. Yes, they do. It's ironic. You know, you're purchasing the vehicle, but you're, you're merely a user of the, uh, the software and the data becomes the property of yep. the, the, the vehicle manufacturer who's free to do with it essentially whatever they like. And I think most people simply aren't aware of it because whoever right. reads those user leasing None. Those user agreements, nobody None. does. Now, I think Tesla customers are probably a little more privy to that because of the way that whole structure is. But, Eric, I can tell you that outside of Tesla, I think every single person owning a car believes that they own that car. Most of them don't even know there's a black box, and there's been one in cars now for quite yeah. some time that insurance companies and the legal system can use if need be. Most don't even know that exists. Yeah, that's called an event data recorder, and I'm sure you're very familiar with it. And it operates very similarly to the black box that people have heard about in, in uh, general aviation. So right. if there's a crash, they can they can pick the box out of the wreckage, and they can determine based on various parameters about what, what happened uh, moment, moments before the crash occurred so that they can kind of dissect it and figure out what went wrong. Uh, well, it's the same principle applied to cars, except they, the insurance companies, the government, whatever, can come in and, and the courts have ruled that they can come in and actually seize it from a vehicle right. and, and get that data and they can use it against you, which is a really, to me, alarming principle in law that, that violates a lot of basic due process requirements that we used to take for granted. Yeah, I mean, we don't allow government to intrude upon our homes or or those types of, of areas. And I think to your point earlier, Eric, most people feel like their house or their car, rather, is an extension of their house. Now, I know legally it's not quite exactly the same, depending upon the state and so on. Typically, though, that's people's mindset. Hey, this is my home away from home domicile, right? Correct. Oh, and by the way, you know, while we're talking about data, it's not just data. It's also your voice. Yep. Uh, it's particularly also your image. A lot of people don't realize uh, that there are microphones embedded in most new cars, uh, as well as cameras. And certainly from a technological point of view, your conversations in the car could be recorded and somebody else could be listening to them. Somebody could ha- be having access to images of you in the vehicle. Uh, and, you know, that you start to think about that. And that strikes me as more than just a little bit creepy. It's very creepy, especially if we don't have good controls over what's going on there. And to your point, we don't. And somebody, Congress, somebody needs to step up and get a handle yeah. on this. If this strikes me, it ought to be a bipartisan issue. This shouldn't be something Agree. that's Republican or Democrat. Uh, and I would think and I would hope that uh, something is done legislatively 
uh, in a bipartisan manner to uh, put forward some sort of uh, control for the car owner, who, after all, you know, that word, the owner, they paid for it. It's their property. They, they should have uh, primary control over the vehicle and whatever data is within that vehicle. Although when you've got two sides of the coin where one believes more in freedom, the other side believes more in control, I hate to say this, Eric, but you've got one side that I firmly believe if they had their way, we would only drive exactly what and where they want us to, even inside of a particular parameter. So unfortunately, we do have one side of the aisle that probably doesn't look at that data and what's coming out of that car the same way you and I do. No, you're right, and it's a very ironic thing that the left, the Democrats and so on, used to be for things like free speech. Yep. Uh, you know, and against the man. You know, they used to talk That's about right. the man. Meaning That's right. Big corporations. But now they're all for it because, of course, you know, they feel as though they've got control of the corporations uh, and they can control speech. So now they don't mind the man controlling those things. Yeah, for me, it's also why there's, and I own an EV just because I can learn about them, talk about it on air. I've got a Saturday program where we do car talk and all that as well. And I didn't buy it because it's the Vogue thing to do. I just, I like technology. I wanted to learn more about it. How does it work? How far can you go? How does the charging work? And so on. And get some real world data that, by the way, Eric, most journalists and and people on TV have no idea how that side of it works. So I wanted to be more educated by owning it and understanding that. Although I do believe that a lot of the push for the EV, EV side goes back into this whole control factor you and I just talked about. Yeah, because they are the most amenable to being controlled. That's right. They are the most connected uh, type of car currently available. And, you know, we've, we've got this legislation. I think it's actually not just legislation. I think it's already been uh, imposed at the federal level that by 2026, vehicles have to have the technology embedded within them so that they can be remotely disabled. Correct. Correct. Uh, from, you know, I, believe, I believe you're right on that. I believe it's 2026, and there's also legislation along the lines of the whole, you know, is this person impaired anyway? Not just on the yeah. drunk side, but are they impaired any way, shape, or form? And it will do that by not only breathalyzing, but looking at eye, eye movement, head movement, yeah. things along those lines as well. So, yeah, you're correct on that. But the thing that concerns me most is that while it's ostensibly directed at impaired driving, and we all agree nobody should be impaired while they drive. The fact remains that the same technology could be used to disable the car for any reason yep. at all. Yep. Uh, you and, drove too many miles so this, this this month, Eric. We're cutting you off. Yes. Right, exactly. Your carbon footprint's too big. There's a lockdown. Whatever That's right. it might be, they decide to just throw the proverbial switch. Yep. And and now your you know, your your car is essentially a four thousand pound paperweight. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and to your point, that's much easier done on the EV side. Not that it can't be done on the other. The other connected sides, as you know, and again, I've been in the auto world, owned shops and so on over the years. And the reality is, you know, for years and years now, they've had the ability, OnStar being one of them, to where if they just want to flat go in there and cut off the ECM itself and you're no longer driving, they could. That's going to get bigger and bigger as time goes by, as you know. Sure. And with regard to these electric cars, a lot of them, you know, they, they can control the steering, they can control the brakes. Yep. So it's not just the drivetrain. The top speed, control. all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, and to your point, and, and I look at, and again, not trying to be conspiratorial because I'm not that guy. I try, our show is named Rush to Reason for a reason. We try to look at everything reasonable and give people answers and anecdotes and so on. But I do believe that we went through one pandemic. Uh, let me tell you, there's going to be another one coming at some point in time. And to your point, if they've got the ability to say, listen, Eric, John, Charlie, we don't want you guys traveling more than five miles outside of the, you know, mm-hmm. the central location that you live. What better way to do that than to control public transportation in the car you drive? Yeah, you know, this is this is a tremendous, potentially and actually tremendously powerful technology. And like any technology, it can be used for good, and yep. it can be used for bad. That's right. And I think it's, it's very, very, very important that we're aware of the bad side of things and that the necessary precautionary measures are put into place to prevent the bad things from happening. Given that you are more into that world than I, are we doing anything to combat that side of it and make make government aware of all of this and the fact that they mm-hmm. – I'm not a big government intervention guy. You can probably tell that mm-hmm. by talking to me. I'm, I'm very much on the right side of the aisle, and I want government to do less, not mm-hmm. more. But I also know that without certain checks and balances in play, the things you're talking about can come to fruition. No question. Uh, actually, I think the government is well aware of it, and it's smacking its chops at the prospect of having 
the power yeah, that yeah, I'm afraid uh, you're right. accessible via this technology. So my point of view is to get the word out to the average guy. That's why I'm doing these radio shows, and that's why I write about this stuff. Uh, you know, because people, a lot of people have absolutely no idea that this is embedded in their vehicle and the potential for abuse that's been embedded in their vehicle. Yep. And I think that the more people know about that and become aware of it, then they're going to get in touch with their congressman and their senator and say, look, this is unacceptable. You guys have got to do something to yep. deal with this. Or the other thing will happen, Eric, and I'm a big believer in this as well. We, as you know, in the in the car world, you know, we've got vehicles, especially in Colorado, because we really don't have much in the way of rust. It's nothing here to see vehicles running around that, well, I mean, I still have my car that I drove in high school and have some cars all the way back mm-hmm. into the 30s and 40s that still run and drive and you can get around mm-hmm. with. My, my feeling on this is, is either it'll change with what you just said or people will just stop buying those cars and they'll stick with the older things yeah. that don't have that. Well, I agree. And, you know, but that begs a question, doesn't it? You know, then the government is going to say, well, uh, we can't have that alternative. And they're going to probably attempt to do something to prevent people from owning or using vehicles mm-hmm. uh, that are, uh, you know, that are not controllable in that manner. Yep. I'm very concerned about that. Oh, I, I agree with you. Like- we, we, and by the way, in Colorado, one of the ways it's interesting here in Colorado, we've got a couple of organizations that lobbied hard to have collector plates and allow vehicles to be on the road and even bypass some of the emission standards and things that we have and so on, which has allowed those old cars to keep running around. On the same token, we've got a very heavy emissions program that is literally doing everything it possibly can to take every carbureted vehicle that's not in that collector class off the road. And even getting to the point now in Colorado, we have a law now that if your catalytic converter fails or is stolen, which is a big deal now across the country here in Colorado, especially, you have to put a California carb approved catalytic converter back Mm. on the car. It's driven the cost of repair on that end of things, Eric, through the roof here in Colorado. So here we are fighting that. And that is one of the ways they're trying to control what you just said. Yeah, and another mechanism that they could deploy is to say that these older vehicles, in order to be safe, you know, they might use that shibboleth. Yep. In order to be safe, they've got to have this modern technology. And, of course, it's a practical and economic matter. It's almost impossible to retrofit, you uh, you know, a a pre-computer-controlled vehicle with this stuff. So they'll tell you, oh, of course, you technically can keep it and you can technically drive it, but it has to be made compliant in order for you to be able to do that. I can see that happening. I, I, I could very easily. And or they'll say, listen, you can keep your old car, you know, you know, just like the health insurance. You can keep your doctor. You can keep your plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all know how that worked out. They'll say something to the effect of, yeah, you can keep your old car, but there'll be such limitations on it, Eric, where it'll be, yeah, but, you know, you only drive it, you know, 100 miles a year or 500 miles a year or some, some ridiculous thing that won't allow you to do a daily driver with it. Yeah, sure. It's of a piece, I think, in Illinois, and there may be some other states that have this policy as well, that's really hurt the collector car hobby, where you can't keep a vehicle, even in your own backyard, if it's not tagged, registered, and, of course, insured, because you have to insure it if it's tagged and registered. And who's yep. going to do that for a parts car or a project That's car? right. And most people just get rid of the car, and that's, I think, what they want. Yep. I agree with you on that. Eric, again, been a joy having you. We speak the same language, as you can tell. We'll have you back again. It's been a pleasure to meet you, and, we'll, we, again, we'll have you back. I appreciate this very much. It's been a joy meeting you. Enjoyed it, John. Thank you for having You're me. You're very on. welcome, Eric. Take care. Appreciate him very much. American National Insurance is next. And speaking of cars, insurance, and all the things we just went through, you need to make sure you're properly insured on all the items you own, from your car to your home to, by the way, even your own life. He can do that as well. 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning. He'll come to you to help you plan for your estate. Call him now, 720-394-6887.
If you don't use Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, the government will be happy to decide everything for you. It is up to you to dictate exactly what happens to your assets when you pass. Otherwise, a court will be happy to take care of it for you. They offer an easy 144-month estimated turnaround to sort out your assets. And in some cases, they can even draw your case out longer. Why would you want to put your family through the trauma of this kind of scenario and allow state probate courts and investigators to invade every aspect of their privacy? Doing things the right way now with Michael Bailey means that your dying wishes will be honored exactly as you intend. Completing a will with Michael Bailey means that your full estate will go to your family instead of a third or more going to pay legal fees to battle it out later. Let Michael Bailey give your family peace after your death by getting your affairs in order now. Get started by going to klzradio.com slash estate. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, where you may want to trade up, trade down, trade for an older car, as we just got done talking about. You can do all of that at Ridgeline. Find them at ridgelineautobrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between $15,000 to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. A business that simply closes its doors loses almost all of its equity. Unless you have a plan for handing your business off to the next owner, you will not see the most financial return for your investment. You've invested years of hard work into your business. Make sure you retire with a long-term plan for your business to continue running without you. John Rush needs about two years to get your business running smoothly enough to sell. Start now and in two years, you can retire with a tidy profit knowing your investment has paid off. Email john at rushtoreason.com. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, got a text message from a Tesla owner a moment ago. By the way, thank you for this. I appreciate this because I don't own a Tesla, so I wouldn't know these things. They just updated their usage terms, and I was able to select what was being shared with Tesla. I was able to unselect the interior camera, audio sharing, etc. So... Thank you, by the way. I didn't know that, and kudos for Tesla in allowing you to unselect certain things that you do not want to have shared with Tesla. I was not aware of that, so thank you for the update. That gives me knowledge I didn't have prior, so I appreciate that very much. All right, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because, to me, I've already talked about it a couple of times. I'm tired of reading these headlines. Honestly, I'm tired because they are so exaggerated. It's ridiculous. This comes from Denver7.com. Monday was officially the hottest summer day ever. No, folks, it wasn't. Not even close. I've lived in Colorado my entire life. We haven't had 100 degrees yet this entire summer, and I can remember days in Colorado where it was much hotter than that. So I don't know where that headline is even coming from. I'm tired of reading these. These journalists are being, in my opinion, completely, completely dishonest. Completely dishonest. Here's how it starts. Summer has not even peaked yet, but 2023 will likely go down as the hottest summer ever recorded in, northern, in the Northern Hemisphere. Not here in Colorado. Look outside right now. It is exactly right now 73 degrees. Is that hot for 
July the whatever it is, 20th? No. No, it's not. According to NOAA, air temperatures in the northern hemisphere reached an average temperature of 72.2 degrees, making it the hottest day on record for the hemisphere. The record comes just weeks after the world as a whole set a new heat record several days in a row. Now, I got to I got to got to go back and look and we've had numerous people we've interviewed over the years that even talk about how the thermometers are moved around. They're selective on which thermometers they look at and on and on we go. Th- this is not even an exact science. It's a guesstimate at best. The temperature was 1.92 degrees above average set between 79 and 2000. These are they're also indicators that this summer could bring the warmest sea temperatures on record. Yeah, the, Charlie said the other day that the, man, the oceans are boiling. Don't get in them. It's it's like going into your spa. It's like it's like 104 in the hot tub. It's not, by the way, it's not even close to being that warm. But you, if you read these headlines, that's what you'd think. Oh, I'm going to go take a steam bath in the ocean. We're not even close to that. Again, I'm tired of reading these because they're so exaggerated, it's ridiculous. It's like the whole COVID nonsense we talked to Dr. Kelly and Steve about for the first hour. We can't tell the truth anymore. The news media definitely can't tell the truth. We've known that now for quite some time. Roof Savers of Colorado. Somebody that can tell the truth and will help you know exactly what you need to do with your roof is Dave Hart. Does it need to be inspected, replaced, just repaired, extended the life of? You name it. Dave can help you with all of those things, and it's an easy phone call. 303 710-6916. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303 710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep a durable roof over your head. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, folks, that's it for this hour. Don't forget, if you ever miss an hour or you want to send an hour on, like our first hour with Dr. Kelly, Victory, and Steve House, you can do that. Go right to the website, RushToReason.com. Click on the show notes area, and you'll find a calendar in the different segments. And Producer Ann does a great job of breaking things down where you can see exactly what we talk about each day, and then you can forward that on as needed. Kurt Rogers from Affordable Interest Mortgage is going to join me next. We're going to talk about... Rates, the Fed, housing market, all sorts of things. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.